0: I'm 50 years old. I know. I know it's it's yeah, it's um, it's shocking to you would never think that. And I was kind of thinking like at 50 years old, I'd have life figured out. That I would uh, <laughs> that by this time in my life, I'd be able to handle whatever came down the pike that that I would not be the guy that lays in bed at night with a knot in my stomach. I didn't think I was going to be the guy that would have to take my blood pressure every day. I didn't think I was going to be the guy that takes deep breaths (laughs) throughout the day just to relieve the stress, you know. I really really thought by the time I was 50 years old, I'd have this all figured out. And it, it just ain't happening. I stay awake at night. I stress about stuff that God probably already has figured out. My dad seemed to handle it a lot better than I am. I don't ever remember him getting stressed. <laughs> or maybe he just didn't tell me. That's probably what it was. But here's the thing. I have a good life. I have a great family. I don't have a lot to be stressed about. I don't have, I don't feel like I have. A lot of the stuff that so many people have to deal with. I have a good life, but I still have burdens to bear. Now, I, I, and, and, and I'm really careful using that terminology because I think words mean something. And burden has such a negative connotation. But it's such a biblical term about the things that we carry around in life that I think we have to acknowledge it. And I have these burdens in life, and I still stress, and, and I still worry. And n- n- now, granted, there's a lot in life to worry about. There's a lot, there's a lot in life that we, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of reasons we could find to be anxious. So I was doing some studying, and, and the top three reasons are this, the, the top three things that people tend to stress over. is that death is a fact of life. We don't want to lose anybody. We don't want to go anytime soon. I mean, I'm, I know that I'm going to heaven. I just don't know that I want to go on the next train. We don't want to lose our loved ones. People stress about the fact that death is a part of life. People stress about relationships and that they're not going to last. And we hate losing friends, or we hate being talked about, and we hate, we hate feeling like, like we have to hang on to those relationships with all of our might. And we stress about that, and we stay awake, and we, and we worry and wonder about relationships. And we also worry about not having enough money. I mean, these are the three big ones. And I know there's a lot more that we stress about. And money seems to touch every aspect of our life. The old English word for anxiety or anxiousness is a word that literally means to strangle. Does that sound about right? The Greek word in in the scriptures for anxious means to be torn apart. And now that you're all depressed, (laughs) let let me give you some things man just encourage me if you have your bibles or your phone app psalm 56 says this oh my goodness when i am afraid you know what you know what i love about that the most is the first word it's assuming that we're going to be afraid It didn't say, if I am ever afraid, if I ever need that in my life, if I ever get to the place where I'm afraid, I put my trust in you. No, it assumes when I am afraid, I'll put my trust in you. So I've given this a lot of thought because I don't like living with tension. I don't like living with anxiety. I don't like having to take deep breaths or lying awake at night. I don't like stress. I don't like anxiety. So my my first reaction is to resolve it, find out what it is that's causing it, get it taken care of so I can feel better. And just to be completely transparent with this started with me about three years ago. The, The knot in my stomach, the... The stress-induced anxiety, whatever you want to call it. And I have been looking for some solutions, and I've been trying to figure out. You know, have you ever been driving down the road, and somebody splashes, like passes you and splashes mud or water up on your windshield, and you can't even find the windshield wipers fast enough, but you're doing 60 miles an hour? That feeling that you get right then, like I could die right now? That's what I feel like. Lying awake at night taking deep breaths during the day, trying to get my blood pressure under 140. (laughs) It's part of what I've, what's become my life. And I don't like it. So God and I have had a lot of conversations. And I've done a lot of Bible reading. And I, 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 I just want, what do you do with this stuff that we carry around? And before I go any further, let me just acknowledge this, that that there are no easy answers to issues of anxiety. And this isn't a one-stop shop here. And I acknowledge the fact that, that relationship stress, spiritual oppression, regrets in life, chemical imbalances, sin that weighs us down, Sometimes counseling is needed. Sometimes medication is needed. I believe that. I'm just acknowledging that that me giving you a few Bible verses may not be all that you need. Okay? But please know this, that God cares more about your health and your wholeness and your well-being more than you do. And he loves you deeply. And he cares for you. And he does not want his children to live an anxious and stressed life. Now, I believe this, that we, we carry burdens. And that's part of who we're supposed to be. Some burdens are of our own making. Some burdens are given to us by other people. Because other people can be stupid. Stupid. Some burdens are given to us by God himself to make us stronger. So regardless of the source, regardless of where the burdens came from, let's just acknowledge that we all got burdens that we're carrying around. But I also want to differentiate between a burden and anxiety. Because a burden is the thing. Anxiety is how it makes you feel. And I'm going to try and address kind of both of them this morning because I need to hear it. And if you get something out of it, great. But if it helps me, even better. But I I feel like I needed to do this, and I needed to share it this morning. Psalm 94, verse 19. Oh, my goodness. I love the Psalms, by the way. This, folks, this right here, this is me. Check it out. In the multitude of my thoughts within me. Just stop right there. How often do we just get in our own mind and let things mess us up, right? In the multitude of my thoughts within me, your comforts delight my soul. That's what I need. Because I'm acknowledging, God, I'm acknowledging that my thoughts are too many. They just torment me. But your comfort delights my soul. That word "comfort" means consolation. I feel consoled because of you, God. So I began to ask God if this was supposed to how I was supposed to be how I feel Is this, is this what it feels like to be the pastor of a church? Because it feels a lot different than being an assistant pastor of a church. <laughs> That little word assistant on the front makes a big difference. God, is, is this what it's supposed to feel like in life? I'm 50 years old, got a great family, good life. Is this what it's supposed to feel like? If I live to be 70, does that mean for 20 more years, this is what it's going to be like? Is this, is this just part of the package, right? Is this, I don't think it is. And I began to search for answers. Not just to feel better, but to live well. That's what I want. So if you have your Bibles, again, turn to the book of Galatians. There is is a paradoxical passage here. I only said that to impress you. There's two words that are different in the original text. Well, as far back as we can go that in my King James Version are both translated the word burden. But they're actually two different Greek words. Your your Bible may say something a little bit different. But as we look at Galatians chapter 6, we're going to read just verses 2 through 5. It says this, Bear you one another's burdens. Okay, nice. And so fulfill the law of Christ. For if a man thinks himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. But let every man prove his own work, and then shall he have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another. And then he says this, For every man shall bear his own burden. Wait, what? He just said, Bear one another's burdens, like man up, woman up. And then he says, He says, bear one another's burden. Then he said, for every man shall bear his own burden. It seems very paradoxical. But I want to just point something out. In verse 5 here, every man shall bear his own burden. The word burden there is the word portion. Looks like the word portion, doesn't it? You say, no, it doesn't look like nothing. If you spell it out in English, it looks just like the word portion with an A. It's like fortune. So it's it's the load of a ship. It's like it's like what, okay? It's it's like if you were a soldier in an army and you all had your day pack. It's like it's like that's what everybody has to carry. That's your pack, that's your load, that's what you've been assigned and you ought to be able to handle that on your own. So what Paul is telling the church of Galatia here, he said he said there are some burdens in your life that are just your portion to bear that you ought to have the strength to handle that. So my conclusion from that is this, that these are burdens that I am equipped to bear myself. Now, they may be different than for me than they are for you, and they may be different for you than they are for me, but, but when it says every man shall bear his own burden, it's the fact that there are things in my life that I am equipped To bear myself, I can handle it. There's just certain things, all right? So then when you go up to verse 2 and it says this, bear one another's burdens and so forth," fulfill the law of Christ, that's a totally different Greek word. It's the Greek word baras. It means a heaviness. It means an extra weight. It means like here, you need this much more. These are times when we need a hand. We can't do this on our own. We we need an extra shoulder. These are weights that either become, I I thought about this. It may not be that the weight's too heavy. It may be that I'm too weak at that moment in my life. And here's what I believe. These are burdens that I cannot successfully bear alone. Okay? Okay. So there are some things in my life I don't tell anybody about. I just handle it. I just handle it. Those are my burdens. It's, it's, it's part of being a man. It's part of being a dad and a husband. It's part of being a pastor. These are just things that I do. And I am equipped to do that. And I can handle that. But then there are some things that, that happen in life that it's just like, oh, wow, I'm that's either too heavy or I'm too weak right now. So here's, here's the little summary of this little passage from me. There are burdens to bear, and there are burdens to share. How simple is that? So what we have to do and determine is this, okay? So there are some things that come into my life that I can handle, and there are some things that come into my life that, hey, I, I need a hand here. So, so how do you determine that? That's my question for you. How do you determine that for you? Because you are different than me. And there are some things that are too heavy for me, and I recognize that. And at that point in time, I need to reach out for some help. I need somebody to help me bear the burden. Now, if you know me... That's not an easy thing for me to do because I got this, right? I got this. But there are too many things that I got that I can't handle. There are too many things that eventually become so burdensome that I can't handle it. And then I become anxious and I put too much on me. Now, here's the thing. There may be some stuff that I put on me that God never wanted me to have on me. There may be some stuff that I just go ahead and dump on Eric or accept responsibility for that he never intended for me to bear. So it might be my own fault, but I need help. There are burdens to bear and there are burdens to share. So, this is what you do with the stuff the load, the job description the things in your life, but let me just show you the aha moment for me. I can figure out what to do with what I'm supposed to bear and what I'm supposed to share, but what do I do with the anxiety that I feel as a result of it? And this is what, this is what got me happy. This is what was like, thank God for this verse. There's like a couple of them here I'm going to give you. And may I just encourage you, and and if I'm the only one that's dealing with this, I'm still glad I'm talking about it because it helps me. But maybe there are some of you who deal with this, and please, I gave you every single verse I'm using today in your notes. Go back, read the passages, pray over them. Believe that you have a heavenly Father who wants you to live a good life. And believe that he wants you to live well and that he wants to help. Look what he said in Psalm 55, verse 22. Cast your burden upon the Lord, and he will sustain you. Now, I have no idea how to spell that Hebrew word. And I love this. It's pronounced cool. So just use that, right? So if I cast my burden on God, everything's going to be cool. I I don't know. That made me laugh out loud when I was all by myself in my study. And you don't appreciate that humor. All right? I just thought it was cool that if I... You see what I did there? I just thought it was cool that if I cast my burden on God... That he's going to sustain me. Now, that, that word sustain is the same place that we get sustenance from. The word sustenance. So it's it's nourishing. It's maintaining us. It's strengthening us up. It's feeding us. So So here's what I picture. Thank God. Here's what I picture. God, I can't handle this burden that I've been given to bear, and I want to just give it to you for a moment. So you give it to God, and you cast your burden upon God, and he says, take a seat. Let me just take care of you for a while. Let me nourish you. Let me sustain you for a little while. Just just get into my presence and spend some time with your daddy. And let me sustain you for a little while. Let me strengthen you to bear the burden that you've been called to bear. Man, thank you, God. Now, I may have to pick it back up again. It doesn't mean it goes away. It just means that God said, all right, here, just, just sit down here for a second. Have you ever been on like a long hike carrying a heavy pack? Some of you military guys know what I'm talking about. I feel like such a little wuss. Like, is that a bad word? Sorry, not a bad word. Okay, thank you. Stephen's the expert on bad words. Because, like, he deals with teenagers, like, his whole life. So he knows what the cutting-edge words are, and I have absolutely no idea. I usually don't find about them until someone leaves the church. That's when I find out that it was a bad word. So we're good with wuss. Okay, so so I'm such a wuss. Like, the first time I ever went on, like, an extended hike, um, four or five guys from college and stuff, like, we're, we're going to do, like, three days of the Appalachian Trail. So we, we go up past Kentucky Fried Chicken. I almost didn't get past that. <laughs> we go to the trailhead up there, you know, and we're going we're gonna to take off. We're going to walk from front Royal to LeRoy. I have no idea why we decided to do that. So trying to think of everything I need to pack, you know, I got my pack. My pack weighed 42 pounds. And I was a svelte. I wear from any weight. And I started... And, of course, the first day is all straight uphill at a 45-degree angle, no break. I'm not exaggerating at all, a little bit. Can I tell you how good it felt to sit down and put that pack down for a little while? The relief that you felt, and then you just felt like you could handle it for a little longer, and you picked it back up again, and you kept on walking. And then you got to this place where I think I've reached my limit and you just find a rock and you just take the pack off and you put it down again. It was just such a relief. And I didn't realize how light I really was without that pack. And that's what I'm seeing here in this verse. Like God just says, have a seat, take out your trail mix, nourish yourself, and let's just take a break for a little while. It'll be all right. Cast your burden upon the Lord and he'll sustain you. So you still have the burden, but you have God's help here. And to me, I can make it if I can put it down and just spend some time in his presence for a little while. Another similar verse in the New Testament is 1 Timothy. There's two verses here that you can't, you, you can't read them separately. So, so 1 Timothy chapter 5, we always read verse 7 where it says, casting all your care upon him for he cares for you. But, and, and I don't know what translation you're using, but in the King James and a couple others, they actually put a semicolon at the end of verse 6, which means it's part of verse 7. So let's read this together, I think, the way that it was originally intended. Humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. Casting all your care upon him for he cares for you. Now, that word, care, casting all your care upon him, that is the Greek word for anxiety. So it doesn't say anything about a burden here, does it? It says the care, the anxiety that that burden creates, that's what we're supposed to cast upon God. But let me tell you why it's so difficult is the first word in verse number six, and that is humble, humble. When you ask God, for help, it takes humility. God, I, because what you're saying is, I hope, I can't handle this, God. I, I don't got this. I can't handle this because it makes me see myself for who I really am. And that is a weak, dependent follower of Jesus that doesn't have his act together. And I need help from my strong and powerful and loving God to feel better about what's going on. It takes humility. Humble yourself. Then that brings the casting of all your care upon him. It takes humility. It takes faith. Now, God is no genie in a lamp that poof, everything's going to go away. He's your heavenly father that wants a relationship with you. And here's a big deal, folks. And that is the fact that bearing burdens or burden bearing is all about relationships. And this is what's so beautiful to me. So bearing the burdens that you cannot bear yourself requires you to have relationships with other people that can help you bear those burdens. And then the anxiety that is associated with the burdens that are too tough to bear, it requires a relationship with your heavenly Father. So burden bearing is all about relationship with people who help share your burden and with a God who will give you strength and peace. Folks, how beautiful is that? That's why if you have this solo attitude in the Christian life, you're just not going to be all you can be for Jesus. You have to live out your life in community. You have to, you have, to have relationships with fellow believers in order, to be able to bear, in order for you to be able to bear the burden. And let me tell you, as a guy, this is not like first nature for me. It's not even second nature. I'm a very private person. Let me just be very honest with you here. It's hard to be honest about who I am as a person When I make my living as a pastor, how how can you let people know the struggles that you have? How can you become vulnerable when you're supposed to be the guy that has it all together? Are you hearing me? It's It's like, it's not my nature, but what I'm finding is that In order for me to get through this life and to live well, I need the help of my fellow believers. Maybe just a couple that I do life with, that I can depend upon, that I can trust with my stuff. And I have to have a relationship with my Heavenly Father who loves me more than my life itself so that I can cast my cares on Him and sit down and be refreshed for a while but it takes relationship. There are no successful soloists in Christianity. And I mean, if this is all you get during the week, it ain't enough. You need to be connecting with people, and you need to be connecting with God throughout the week. Philippians 4, verse 6 and 7, we'll close with this. Pretty popular verse of Scripture. Be careful or anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. I just want to give this to you because it's just like a, a dynamite verse. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. So here's just a few questions that maybe you could ask yourself when you're going through it, all right? This is because I believe there's a purpose for everything. And let me just, if I could, just give you a few questions to ask yourself that maybe makes it all worthwhile. Briefly here, what is God doing in my life? Because I believe there's a purpose for everything. What is God doing in my life? And then who will I be able to help with this? Isn't that a great way to think? All right. All right, God, this is no fun. I'm anxious. I can't sleep at night. I'm bearing these burdens. I don't know what to do with it. Ask yourself, what is God doing in your life? What is he trying to fix about you? What is he trying to make you into? What what does he want you to become? And then who can I help with this? And then how will this bring God glory? How how will God get the glory out of this? Because God's the one going to bring me through it. So what do you do (laughs) when you're not fine? We need some in our life to help bear these burdens and to just help us do the practical stuff. And then we take all this anxiety that's caused by the burdens and then we go to our Heavenly Father and we cast it on Him and we sit down for a little while and we take out the trail mix. And we just get refreshed. But God's doing something. And I don't know what that means for you, but I know this. I'm encouraged because God's God's got it figured out, and he's doing something. And there's some way I can help somebody with this, and he's going to get the glory. Let's pray. Father, I wish I had all the answers, but I know the God who does. I wish that I knew why we go through what we go through, but I know that you do. And I wish I knew how to make it through better and more successfully, and I wish I was a better example of what it needs to look like to fully trust in my heavenly Father. But you're just... Such a patient God. And you have the treasures of heaven at your disposal. And Daddy, I love you. And I just want you to know that I know that I need your help. And we need your help this morning. Help us to love you more and to enjoy that relationship. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.